Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to No Longer Under the Gun. This is your host, CJ. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I'd like to start first by saying that this is a podcast focused on trauma recovery and a restorative hope podcast. And what I mean by restorative hope is this is a podcast where we talk about our experiences um, and ways to navigate healing through traumatic events that we have suffered as a result uh, of gun violence. Um, So this podcast is for victims and survivors of gun violence, hosted by a victim and survivor of gun violence, which is yours truly. Um, We also welcome family members and close friends of victims and survivors of gun violence as well. But if this is your first time joining this podcast, what I want to tell you what we do here is we we discuss like current events, latest events. Um, I give a lot from my personal experience of being a victim and survivor of gun violence and how I got to the point where I am now, um, how I was able to accept it, how I got through my journey of healing, and how it has affected me uh, throughout my life since it has happened back in 2004 up until now, you know. Um, which was what 18 years ago wow it's a long time now um so it's you know how it's affected my life my decisions my relationships my thinking you know um my social uh relationships you know how i am you know societal factors what we're going to discuss today you know how it has really shaped and formed me into the person i am now uh, based on that experience i'd like to start off first by um with this podcast by making a declaration that we do every time we record. Um, start off by saying, I am not a product of trauma, but rather an overcomer of circumstances that sought my demise. I declare that I am strong and I am deserving of a good life. I declare that I am no longer under the gun. I'm gonna say that again. I want you to say it with me. I want you to repeat it with me. I am not a product of trauma but rather an overcomer of circumstances that sought my demise. I declare that I am strong and deserving of a good life. I declare that I am no longer under the gun. And what does that mean to declare that I am no longer under the gun? I declare that I am no longer uh, held captive to what happened to me. I'm no longer held captive to the trauma. I'm no longer held captive to uh, how I'm no longer held captive as a slave to uh, my circumstances and how it affects my life today. Although I would never forget that unfortunate event and what it has done to me, how it's affected my life and so many others around me, um, I'm not controlled by it. Um, but today, I do want to talk about how that particular circumstance back in 2004 with me um, being shot how it has affected me up until now. Uh, we're going to talk about mass shootings and PTSD. And I'm going to personally talk about something I struggle with. Um, I feel like this is going to hit home with a lot of people today because this is personal. This is a personal podcast. This is very personal for me. You know, I have two podcasts. I have um, No Longer Under the Gun, which is this one, and obviously, and then I have um, a podcast called Unfinished which is a prison re-entry podcast, a Christian prison re-entry podcast uh, focused on men and their returning to society and their re-entry to society and 
the factors, uh, the risk factors that they face and the challenges that they face. And we, we discuss ways to prevent recidivism and, uh, you know, future incarceration and all those things, those challenges that they face. But and then I have this and I consider this really like um, both of them are my babies. But, um, you know, I really consider this one as you know very personal, this podcast, because I am a victim of gun violence i'm also a survivor of gun violence uh, for so many years i suppressed that pain i didn't even realize how it had really affected me um one of the things i want to talk about up until now you know all these mass shootings and stuff going on um we're going to talk about that today in ptsd um because because it's something i struggle with and it's something that i've been challenged with you know and something I struggled with for uh, a long time and um, with all these recent events and things that have happened in our society um, with the uh, mass the, the mass uh, shootings and it's it's tough man because you know me me I'm a Christian right you know I'm a Christian I'm a child of God and I believe there's you shouldn't claim certain things we I, the way that I believe what my faith tells me is that we don't speak things over ourselves you know uh, the Bible says that there's life there's power and death in a it's life and death in a, in a power of the tongue and you can literally speak blessings and cursings over yourself so it's been hard for me to really say that I have PTSD but as far as the symptoms and you know where I've been symptomatic of like I, I I can relate to what when I read what PTSD is you know um so let's get into that for a little bit let's get into that for a little bit first I want to talk kind of we'll talk about uh the history of mass shootings in America um the first mass shooting that actually happened um, a lot of people don't know. Well, maybe you do know if you did your research. Uh, in Miami, Florida, August 20th, 1982. It's crazy because I was, what, four months old when the first shooting, first mass shooting happened in America. And um, it, it's just been something that's just been uh, a repeated cycle uh, since then. Um, I want to talk about first... Uh, What is PTSD? All right, we, we hear about it all the time. We hear people say that they have it. We hear people talk about it. You hear commercials about it. You know, you hear all these things. You hear so many different scenarios about, you know, people who have come, uh, soldiers and veterans, from, you know, from, from the Army or Air Force, Navy, Marines, uh, people who have come home or returned home from war and what they have faced. Um, we, we hear a lot about PTSD, but let's really uh, channel in on how it's defined. So PTSD is defined as a mental health condition that develops following a traumatic event. It is characterized by intrusive thoughts of the incident and recurrent stress, meaning, you know, still recurs afterwards, recurrent stress and anxiety and avoidance of similar situations. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit, how that has directly affected me. Um, <laughs> This is crazy. Uh, when we talk about when I got shot, right? Um, of course, during that time in my life, I was, you know, actively part. I was a big party. I was a big drinker. I was a big, 
you know, a person who used to like just be in big crowds and uh, love to go to the strip clubs, love to go to like clubs and stuff like that. This is when I was living in Trenton. So we always used to just go over to Philly. I was living in Trenton, New Jersey at the time, which I'm originally from. And um, so always love going to Philly. Let's always love going to like just neighborhood parties or, you know, just places where there was crowds, people, you know. Um, everybody was drinking, and, you know, or getting high, or you know, whatever you know their vice was, and, and that was my thing at that time. But after, I can say after that event happened, after uh, I got shot in 2004, like I really, I don't think I really took the time to really let it sit in what really happened to me. You know, and it wasn't until li- years later uh, that went on to where, you know, where I got older to like in my 20s. Mind you, when I got shot, I was 22 years old. But it wasn't until like I got to my like 30s, my mid 30s, where I was like, wow, like this really has affected me, really has affected my relationship, really has affected, um, you know, uh, my thinking, you know, um, even my self-worth, you know, like even the way I used to treat myself, the way I used to think about myself, the way I used to, um, you know, not really view myself. So many people always told me good things about me, but I would never see myself in that kind of light because um, the way getting shot affected me was it really made me like downsize myself in terms of the way I thought about myself because I think I thought like I guess you know if someone could think that my life is has no meaning, no value to the point where they would attempt to take my life, then. Now, I guess that's something that kind of stuck with me through that process, and I never reached out for help for it. I never really thought about it. I just went on. You know, I just moved on. I just kept living. I just kept, you know, going from one stage to the next stage in my life, and really never took time to really heal until recently, um, and, uh, you know, where God really started to bring this to my attention, and, I, you know, my life kind of slowed down a little bit, and I was really just took some time to think about it like you know yo somebody really tried to take me off the planet (laughs) like seriously somebody really tried to end my life and why didn't I really take the time to really heal from that and think about that you know and now when I'm seeing in the news and in the media when I hear about when I see about all these mass shootings and stuff like that as recently um as recent with in May 20 what May 24th in Uvalde Texas um I'm like, man, I don't really like large crowds anymore. I, I really don't. Like, I don't really like small crowds anymore. And this is something that was really affecting me like a couple weeks ago. I really didn't talk about it to, to anybody. I didn't I didn't tell anybody. You guys are the first people I'm telling to. Uh, my audience here on my podcast. I didn't talk to my wife about this. I didn't talk to my parents, nobody, my friends, anybody. Um, but... I was in church maybe about a few, a few weeks ago. I can't remember how many Sundays it was, but maybe about three Sundays ago, we was in church. And um, it was a big service, you know. So my church, V1 Church here in uh, Long Island, we, um, we have a church here in Long Island in Amityville. We have three services. You have one at 9 a.m., 10.30, and then at 12.30. And we usually go to the 12.30 service. Now, the 12.30 service seems to be the most popular service Everybody goes to the 12:30 service. Um, it's just, I guess, it just works for everybody uh, that lives here on Long Island. Um, uh, so the 12:30 service is really packed, 
it was really packed. There was a lot of people there. And here we are in the middle of worship. I mean, I mean like in the middle of praising God, in the middle of, I'm saying, like really just like lifting our hands up, praising, singing, praising, and singing our praises to God, worshiping God. And I'm thinking like, yo, okay, there's a lot of people in here. And I, like nobody's being checked when they come through the door. Like, this is a house of worship. House of worships have been places that have been targeted for mass shootings. I don't know where that thought came from. All I could do is just pray. And I'm just trying to cast that thought down and rebuking it and just trying to get my mind focused and, you know, uh, geared in towards uh, just trying to stay focused on just praise and worship, you know, in that moment because it was a worship service, you know. And I'm like, God, why am I having these thoughts? You know, why am I having these thoughts? So I really just started thinking about that, like, yesterday and I was like yo do I have PTSD like do I have PTSD in all these recent um, mass shootings that have been happening I'm hearing about in the media are they triggering something that I haven't healed from in the past from when I got shot you know because if you look at you know we just read the definition of PTSD it says it's it's a mental health condition that develops following a traumatic event and it's characterized intrusive it's characterized by intrusive thoughts. So what does that word intrusive mean? You, you just have them. Like it just comes into your mind without invite. Unwelcomed. <laughs> like it just comes into your mind. You know, thoughts of the incident um, and recurrent stress and avoidance of other similar situations. That, that's exactly what I was feeling in that moment. In that moment, I wanted to avoid being in a crowd. I wanted to avoid being, you know, uh, uh, where people, you know, uh, are closely gathered like you know because you know considering that you know a, a mass shooting was something that was like happening like it was like a rave of these things happened across the united states recently and was that a trigger was that something was that triggering something in me um from when you know i got shot before you know and is there something still there that i didn't heal from you know and i had to really struggle with the thought that maybe I might have PTSD. Now, once again, like I said, it's a struggle. It's a challenge for me because, you know, I don't want to speak anything over myself. I don't want to claim anything. I don't want to, you know, uh, attribute any kind of mental health condition uh, or any health condition or anything that's unhealthy. I don't, I don't want to attribute that to, you know, my thoughts, my, my lifestyle, anything. I don't want to place it on me. Like, I don't want to speak it over me. I don't want to say I have. I'm not going to claim it. I don't want to subscribe to it at all. But when I read the definition of PTSD and those thoughts that I was having in that moment, considering what had just happened in the media uh, in Uvalde, Texas, in uh, Buffalo, New York, I was feeling some sort of way. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling uneasy. You know, in a large crowd. Now, mind you, when I got shot back in 2004, um, it was like, a, you know, it was, it, I wouldn't say it was a crowded place in the house, but it, it happened, it did happen outside, but it was a lot of people there at the house. You know, uh, we was all just sitting around drinking and smoking. You know, I, I can't remember how many people it was, but it was, it was a, a fair amount of people. But uh, considering, you know, um, you know, everything that's been happening recently, I just felt uneasy in that moment, man. So, um, mass shootings and PTSD, you know, if if you are a person who's a victim and survivor of gun violence, how is this affecting you right now? What are you seeing in the, in the media? 
how is this affecting right now? What are the societal factors that mass shootings have uh, on a community? You know, um, let's talk about emotional dysregulation. Um, those are one of the societal effects. Uh, inability to control your emotional response. Um, and once again, I'm just going back to me, you know, emotionally, the way I was feeling in that moment at church. I was feeling uneasy. I was feeling unsafe. And I really, like I said, I really had to pray about this. Why should I feel unsafe in a house of worship? And in my mind, I'm like, houses of worship are targeted. And my my faith tells me that God is sovereign. God is in control at all times. He loves me. He's not going to want anything uh, bad to happen to me. But the reality of that is that it has happened to places of worship before, you know, so I'm battling and I'm struggling with this thought in this moment, like, like I'm really experiencing emotional dysregulation, like inability to control my emotional response. Like I really felt uneasy and wanted to go to the bathroom or walk outside or turn around and look around or something and see who's behind me, you know, but at the same time, I'm not trying to look weird or, you know, make anybody else feel uncomfortable because, you know, how I'm feeling, how I'm emotionally responding to the situation, you know, and these thoughts that are coming into my mind that are intrusive, you know, um, but it, I was really struggling in that moment. And I didn't talk to anybody about it. I just prayed and I just, you know, continued to worship and lift my hands, but you know, I don't want to have PTSD. I don't want to have it. I don't. I don't want to have it. I don't want to subscribe to uh, what it says. What it says it is, and I, I, about me and what has happened to me. I don't want to subscribe that to my life. You know, I, I just I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with that. You know, um, and I also don't want to go into regression. I don't want to go into regression how it was you know back in 2020 uh you know partially 2021 when you know we were struggling with with covid and you know everybody was in quarantine everybody's in the house all the time and you know i don't want to go back to that i don't want to go back to you know avoiding crowds or avoiding people because i'm afraid that someone um uh might have uh, a weapon on them and they haven't been thoroughly checked or there aren't protocol safety protocols in place where at wherever public event I am, where you know someone could just enter in somewhere with a gun and start shooting. You know, I'm like I'm, I don't want to have these thoughts. I don't want to have that social disassociation with just you know going somewhere and enjoying myself, having a good time, whether it's at a restaurant or whether it's at you know um, a nice. Uh, a concert or event or something like that like me and my wife we went to uh my wife she treated me thank you baby she took me to this um this nice um concert we went a couple weeks ago in north uh, with kirk franklin and magic in maverick city and it was very nice i enjoyed myself it was good it was a concert it was thousands and thousands and thousands of people there you know what i'm saying like i don't want to be socially disassociative in those moments you know, or from those kind of environments. Like I enjoy concerts. I enjoy public gatherings and events. Like I, I enjoy that. I'm a social person. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to subscribe to what PTSD says. I, you know, about me. Like or or, or I don't want to. I don't want to subscribe to what it says that I am because I've been shot before. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to subscribe to it. Uh, so it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Um, what are some other uh, effects on mental health um, that uh, 
mass shootings have on people and um when you see what's going on in the in the media right now um depression anxiety think about how these kids feel you, you know what i'm saying um like i have i have three kids you know and um my oldest you know lives with us and my other two you know of course live over in jersey but uh, my oldest lives with us and when all this stuff was going on you know i i did have conversations with him to try to make him aware of what was going on and um i sat down with him and talked to him about you know uh shootings in schools and you know shootings that have happened you know when a shooting that happened in uvalde texas i talked to him about it. i asked him does he feel unsafe going to school has he heard you know anyone making uh comments or statements about uh having weapons on them or making threats or doing pranks or anything like that because you, you never know what these kids nowadays man they they got tiktok and uh all kind of access to things on social media they they do things for views and for likes and they could be literally be joking about something or making a threat things think something is funny and then you know it gets blown out of proportion and then they end up getting into trouble you know and probably won't even be serious about it but i mean they'll joke about certain things like that but i even those things need to be taken serious so i ask them you know, have you heard anyone making any threats? Have you heard anyone talking about uh, making a threat at school? You know, do you know of anyone who has weapons on them? Have you heard anybody talk about having weapons on them or a bomb or shooting up a school, anything like that? You know, I had to sit down with him, have those conversations. And um, he told me no. He told me that um, he wasn't scared to go to school. He wanted to be in school, you know, but um, I didn't want to project any fear onto him that I was feeling at the moment because it was making me feel uneasy. So that's one of the things that you have to deal with, you know, when it comes to, like I said, it's a struggle with this whole PTSD thing. Like you, you, you don't want to project your fears and your anxiety onto other people because of how you're feeling in the moment because of your emotional dysregulation and how you're responding to whatever is going on in the media, you know, in your community or whatever, you know, whatever you are feeling anxious or, um, you know uneasy about you don't want to you know project that on to other people so um it was tough even in that moment with having a son that i'm raising who i want to protect from harm of course and who i want to also raise awareness to him about what's going on in the world and in his community what he needs to be aware of so um i felt like i did a good job with it but you know at the same time again you know when I'm walking away from, you know, people, when I'm walking away from um, having these conversations with others, whether it's my son or my wife or walking away from a place of worship where I go to or uh, wherever I'm going to um, in the public, I still have to deal with myself. I still have to deal with those thoughts of, you know, uh, you know, that I struggle with going into public places when there's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. Um, let's get into something else. Let's get into another uh, societal factor um, that mass shootings has caused. Um, let's talk about the impact on people of color. And to me, this is huge, man. Because can you imagine the impact that mass shootings are having on people of color who men of especially men of color who have been targeted in the hate crimes 
so many instances you hear about black men being killed by the police law enforcement officers and the most recent thing that happened a couple days ago in Akron, Ohio this kid was, I was reading this this morning man, this kid uh, they said he had a gun he was he was being stopped, routine stop. He was a DoorDash uh, uh, delivery driver. He's working for DoorDash. I guess he's on his one of his routes delivering food or something like that. He got routine, he got stopped. He got stopped from routine tra- traffic stop. And they said they they said we don't know how true true it is. Uh, they said the body cam footage is going to come out today. But I was reading it this morning online. Um, they said this 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 young man, 25 years old. Um, was shooting at the police they said he had a gun and he immediately once he was summoned to stop his vehicle by the police immediately got out the car started running and the police officer dumped 90 rounds they shot at him 90 times and they from what they're saying he was struck maybe anywhere between 60 to 80 times i mean think about that do you really have to shoot somebody 60 to 80 times 60 to 80 times, man. This man, this boy was running away from you. He wasn't posing a threat. How do you how do you shoot somebody 60 or 80 times as running away from you? Not running at you, not trying to attack you, but running away. And he shot him anywhere between 60 to 80 times. You know, so if you think about people of color, right? You think about black men and what's going on right now with all these mass shootings, right? And just just you as a black man reading about what's going on in the media seeing about what's going on in the media and knowing that you have to deal with law enforcement because we see them all the time you ride up and down the highway in the street whether you're going to the grocery store gas station going to work coming from work wherever you see the police you see them you know any one of us can get stopped on any given day you know so imagine you know if you are seeing what's going on into the in the media uh the repeated cycle of black men being killed by law enforcement and what is that? What, is, what does that do? You know, does 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 that? Does, do you have do you have PTSD because of that? You know, as a black man, is any black man in America um, susceptible to having PTSD right now? That's a legitimate conversation. You know, that's a legitimate conversation. Is any black man in America susceptible to having PTSD right now because of the repeated cycle of black men being killed by the police on top of mass shootings that is happening? I mean, this is a this is a serious serious issue, you know, um, and this is a serious you know era that is happening, social era that is happening in our our community. I mean, it's and it's repeated and it happens so many times over and over, and it needs to be uh, addressed. And that to me, it's just whatever they're doing is just not enough because it continues to happen. These police officers are protected, you know, they get sent home on paid leave or uh, get suspended from their position after they shoot a, a black man, but they don't serve any jail time. You know, of course, most recently with George Floyd, George Floyd in 2020, um, you know, the, the officer, he got sentenced to, I believe it was 20 something years, but um, that that hasn't happened to any other officer, you know, any other, any other officer, you know, that's, you know, that was at a height in the media, you know, like how George Floyd case was like, I haven't heard of any, any uh, case where an officer has been sent to jail was 
besides the officer that killed George Floyd. Um, it, it, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that it happens all the time. And there seems to be no resolution to the problem. And it's to the point where it's almost horrifying if you're a black man living in America. You know, especially if you are a person who's already like me, who has been shot before, who is a victim and survivor of gun violence. And, you know, just imagine this, the thoughts, you know, the triggering of the PTSD and the things that can happen. You know, the thoughts that you're having in your mind about what can happen, you know, because what has happened to me before already, you know, um, it's, it's just it, it's sad. It's sad. Um, you know, some else I want to say. Um, uh, what if you're a person who's been targeted for a hate crime before? You know, we know um, sometime last year, beginning of this year, you know, the Asian community uh, was targeted for hate crimes. You know, um, one prominent incident that happened here in New York City, um, where we had there was a big big black guy who assaulted this Asian lady, uh, this poor little Asian lady uh, over in New York City, uh, just for no reason, just just started stomping on the lady, just you know, kicked her down to the ground, started stomping on her, and they was looking for this guy for a couple of days, and then they found him, but um, for, for no reason, and then, you know, just all, all over, all over the United States, Asians would just started being targeted, you know, um, but, and this happened so many other places too, I'm just... I'm just very aware of what happened here in New York because I live in New York, but uh, it's been happening everywhere. So imagine how they would feel, you know, they have PTSD, you know, uh, the Asian community who's, you know, community was targeted for hate crimes. Uh, and then on top of mass shootings, you know. Yeah, and, you know, just think about that. Um, man, so much that I'm just trying to unpack here. Just so much that I'm trying to unpack here, you know. Um, but yeah, the the social disassociation um, from just like places of worship of public places. Um, it was it's been really just like something I've been dealing with lately, and. Um, I, I'm, you know, just want to make you guys aware that, you know, if you feel like you need to speak to somebody professionally, do that, do that because, you know, it doesn't matter. You're like, I got shot 18 years ago. You know, it doesn't matter how long ago the event actually was, a traumatic event. You know, this is something you have to live with every day. You know, and once again, you know, if it, if it, if it is PTSD, you know, remember, remember what PTSD is. You know, these are intrusive thoughts that bring you back to the event or, you know, just keep memorializing in your mind of, of uh, what can happen or, you know, to avoid uh, similar situations. And it, it makes you hard to just move on with your life. Um, Dylan Roof, um, on June 17, 2015, uh, walked into a church uh, called the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, and started shooting people. Killed nine people. Uh, Dylan Roof has since been 
uh, sentenced to death by the court and the jury was found guilty and they sentenced him to death. Um, you know, this is not the only time, you know, uh, places of worship have been targeted um, for mass shootings. So, uh, and I mean, you can just go to Google and you can just look it up. Just look up mass shootings um, at places of worship in the United States. It'll a whole list will come up, you know, but I just want to just end this uh this podcast this episode by telling anyone if you are having symptoms of PTSD and again PTSD is defined as a mental health condition that develops following a traumatic event characterized by intrusive thoughts of the incident and recurrent distress and anxiety and avoidance of similar situations if that is you if you've been experiencing that don't be ashamed to talk to someone professionally there's nothing wrong with getting help um, but just know that, you know, this is why we need to talk about this. This is why I developed this podcast, because it is trauma focused, you know, tra- trauma focused, re- trauma, trauma recovery focused. And, you know, we need to focus on how to get better. We need to focus on how to recover from this. And one of the most therapeutic things you could do is talk about it. Um, Yeah, man, it's a struggle, but, you know, I I just want to say everybody out there, you know, you don't have to live no longer under the gun. You don't have to live in that circumstance. You don't have to be brought back to that moment. You don't have to keep reliving it and reliving it and reliving it. We're making this declaration over ourselves and over our minds. And once again, when it comes back to speaking things over yourself, going back to that declaration of how I started off the podcast, you know, we're not a product of trauma. You know, say that to yourself. I am not a product of trauma. I am an overcomer of a circumstance that sought my demise. You know, I declared that I am strong and I'm deserving of a good life. That's an affirmation and a declaration you need to speak over yourself and make to yourself. I declared that I am strong and deserving of a good life. No matter of who your assailant was and by their actions, uh, felt like you weren't deserving of a good life. You are deserving of a good life. Uh, and declare that you are no longer under the gun, meaning that you are no longer under the situation, under the circumstance that being a victim of gun violence has made you. You know, you're no longer under that. You know, so we have to break these things off ourselves and we break these things off ourselves through prayer, through, you know, maintaining connection and contact with individuals who understand us, um, whether professionally or within our inner social circle. Um, if you have someone that you can trust, you can talk to, and that makes you feel better. Uh, getting involved in healthy activities, man. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to think I'm going to try to do uh, sometime this week. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't fit into my schedule, but I want to go swimming. I've been thinking about going swimming uh, for like at these last couple of days. I really want to go swimming. Like just want to go to a pool and just go swimming not in the ocean not to the beach but i want to go swimming in a pool um yes i do know how to swim <laughs> i'm breaking that stigma you know i'm just laughing because a lot of, i've heard a lot of my friends say or a lot of people say before that black people don't know how to swim yes i'm, I'm a black person that knows how to swim <laughs> so I, I just but i just want to go swimming to me that's just like a exercise where i feel free um, I feel good. Like it's something I enjoy doing. I love being in the water. Like I love, like just 
it's it's a great exercise. I feel good afterwards, and I just like it. I don't know, you know, but um, try to accumulate um, hobbies or good things in your life that kind of take you away from those thoughts or behaviors or you know those times where you want to socially avoid situations or people because you have these intrusive thoughts that's constantly bring you back to that moment of trauma remember we're not a product of trauma let's go on with our lives and let's move on so until next time guys i'll see you god bless you um and uh look forward to next next weekend no longer under the gun thank you for listening god bless you talk to you soon everybody enjoy your weekend enjoy your holiday july 4th um sure there's going to be some good barbecues going on some hot dogs burgers all that good stuff that we do (laughs) but um i just i'm glad that i was able to get this uh off my mind and off my heart um but i look forward to seeing you guys uh uh, joining you guys next time and uh recording again Uh, god bless you enjoy your weekend happy holidays